0: Hey everyone, Ken Briggs with the Ken Briggs Podcast Show. I'm also known as a Wisconsin Lockman on the metal detecting field. Today we're going to be talking about federal, state, and local laws in reference to metal detecting. Uh, There's been a couple of articles in the Facebook lately where one guy was arrested and... Find and thrown in jail for up to a year, I guess. A little over a year. And that was in Nevada. In this other incident was back in two thousand fourteen, where the FBI had come and confiscated all the antiquities and everything that the gentleman had compiled over the years, including human bones. They were digging up graves and stuff, stealing antiquities from all over the world. The gentleman on that case has since died in 2015. However, the FBI was involved and they've they've taken all the antiquities out and dispersed them to all the correct countries that they belong in. So I'm going to go over a reading of the Antiquities Act of nineteen oh six for the United States. They have a different type of a system set up over in Europe. Not like the ones here in the United States. So I'm gonna read you the Antiquities Act of nineteen oh six. It's sixteen USC four thirty one four thirty three. Be it enacted by the state and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled, that any person who shall appropriate, excavate, injure, or destroy any historic or prehistoric ruin or monument or any object of antiquity situated on lands owned and controlled by the government of the United States without the permission of the secretary of the department of the government having jurisdiction over the lands on which said antiquities are situated, shall, upon conviction, be fined in a sum of not more than $500, or imprisoned for a period of not more than 90 days, or suffer both fine and imprisonment, in the discretion of the court. Section 2. That the President of the United States is hereby authorized, in his discretion, to declare any public proclamation historic landmarks, historic and prehistoric structures and other objects or historic or scientific interest that are situated upon the lands owned or controlled by the government of the United States to be national monuments and may reserve as a part of their four parcels of land the limits, which in all cases shall be confined to the smallest area compatible with proper care and management of the objects to be protected, provided, that when such objects are situated upon a track covered by bona fide, bona fide unperfected claim or held in private ownership, the track or such so much thereof as may be necessary for the proper care and management of the object may be relinquished to the government and the Secretary of the Interior is hereby authorized to accept the relinquishment of such tracts in behalf of the United States government. Section 3, that permits for the examination of ruins and excavation of archaeological sites and the gathering of objects of antiquity upon the land under their respective jurisdictions may be granted by the Secretaries of the Interior, Agriculture, and War to institutions which may be deemed properly qualified to conduct such examinations excavation, or gathering such to such rules and regulations as they may be prescribed, provided that the examinations, excavations, and gatherings are undertaken for the benefit of reputable museums, universities, colleges, or other recognized scientific or educational institutions with a view of increasing the knowledge of such objects and that the gatherings shall be made for permanent preservation in public museums. Section 4, that the secretaries of the departments foresaid, shall make and publish from time to time uniform rules and regulations for the purpose of carrying out the provisions of this Act. It was approved June 8, 1906, and was updated February 14, 2017. So what's bad about this whole situation is some of the people there on Facebook are talking about, oh, he should have had a lookout and he should have uh, had somebody watching for him or or helping him out or whatever. They condoned violating the law in the the, uh, United States Archaeological Act. That's why the gentleman ended up in jail. You know, this hobby is bad enough and it's getting to be more and more harder to find places to hunt. We don't need this kind of publicity. And some people say, well, it doesn't have anything to do with metal detecting. Yes, it does. Because people who collect Indian heads also are metal detectorists. So it affects us in the roundabout way. So know where you're at. Know who owns the land that you're at, and you better have written permission to be on that property if it's not your own land. So be careful of that. Involving state lands, I'm going to read a letter that I got dated April 12, 2012 at 9.44 p.m. Sent to me from the state archaeologist Mark J. Dudzik. Department of Archaeologists from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources Bureau of Facilities and Lands. And this was after they signed it into law in November of 2009 to not allow metal detecting on any state lands, parks, or waterways in the state of Wisconsin. Each state is run by their own separate laws. You have to check and see what your local state and local laws are in order to metal detect. It says, Thank you for writing to DNR Secretary Kathy Stepp about metal detector use on and in DNR lands and waters. I appreciate the opportunity to respond on behalf of Kathy As you know, Wisconsin has an especially rich historic and archaeological heritage. Archaeological resources are non-renewable and are held in public trust for all Wisconsin citizens. Our state has both recorded and unrecorded archaeological sites, which may be located in or near beach areas on lakes and streams. The DNR is one of the state's and federal agencies that helps identify, protect, and manage these resources. I understand your concern that while you previously used metal detectors in state parks, you have been told in the past few years that metal detectors use isn't allowed. We've had a policy limiting metal detector use on public land for many decades, although in the past this policy was not well understood and well was inconsistently enforced. In 2009, the Wisconsin Historical Society raised concern that the DNR metal detector policy did not adequately protect potential archaeological sites. We revised our metal detecting policy so it complied with state law and federal mandates. The revised policy gave improved protection to the many recorded and unrecorded archaeological resources, including sacred Native American burial grounds which is located on DNR Properties. I appreciate that you wish to continue using metal detectors, and I would encourage you to pursue opportunities for metal detecting prospecting on Wisconsin privately held lands and waters, areas where metal detector use is not controlled by state, federal, and other laws or rules. If you have any more questions, please feel free to call our department, archeological Archaeologist Mark Dudzik. That come about because a couple of detectors took out some copper culture out of a state park in southern Wisconsin and sold it on eBay. That's why that come upon. And since that has come out, counties such as St. Croix and Marathon County has also put a stop to, to metal detecting on county property. The metal detecting groups in Wisconsin hired a lobbyist, Amy Winters, to attempt to open back up the DNR-controlled land in the state of Wisconsin. However, after sending money from all the clubs that participated in this, It was a losing battle, and we all lost money in the clubs. So it's a situation where they want everything left the way it is to rot in the ground, which I don't agree with. And I understand that once the historical society at the state level gets enough of the artifacts... They either throw them away or they rebury them, take them out and rebury them where they were found, which is ridiculous. You know, this hobby is getting hard enough to hunt and find places to hunt and keep it open. Some of the local parks around our area here is closed off to hunting. Kadat, Stanley... And uh, the, there's many others. and There's a uh, couple in Eau Claire. And there's others around that have closed it off to hunting, which is ridiculous. But what are you going to do? Here locally in Chippewa Falls, myself and... Several others from the Three Seasons Treasure Hunters Club approached the park board in the city of Chippewa, and they have a set of rules that you have to go by and abide by in order to hunt in any of the city parks in Chippewa Falls. So at least we were able to keep that open. Also, the Northern Wisconsin State Fairgrounds, we hunt that, and one time a person came in and dug a bunch of holes And we as a group went and brought in grass seed and black dirt and water and cleaned up a lot of the damage that was done and repaired it. So it's been able to be held open for three seasons, Treasure Hunters and Ground View Metal Detectors sales and rental to hunt that property. That property is private. You have to have permission and you have to have proper digging techniques through Ground View Metal Detectors at my shop or the Three Seasons Treasure Hunters and you need to go through Joel or Rusty Volk but we're losing because people keep violating the law trespassing night hawking or whatever, stealth hunting whatever you want to say they go at night and dig into places where they don't have a right to be. That's what causes this hobby to go down the tubes. And the businesses or the manufacturers are not going to help us one bit. So we need to start policing ourselves and start talking up. And we need to start approaching some of these government agencies about what we do and help clean up the environment by digging out and taking out trash when we hunt I know there's a few people in one of the local clubs there are people there that do not take out their trash which I'm sorry I don't agree with if you're going to do this hobby you're going to do it all the way and you're going to take the trash out with you that's what the aprons are made for if you're too lazy to clean up and carry it out with you then you don't need to be doing the hobby. So we need to band together and approach some of these county, city, and state associations and try and get more places opened up to hunt metal detecting. To help that, we need to do more public relations work and show what we do. Like the fair, we've been up there numerous years, for several years I should say. And different places, and have talks at them, different places. State, or local historical society. Talk to, uh, go and do a presentation to them. The local government agencies go and have a talk with their park boards, do a presentation to them. and There's many more other ways that you can go out and help, history days and things like that, to show that we are a good group of people and we do abide by the law and we do enjoy this hobby. And it's for our kids down the road and our grandkids. So they have an option to see some of these items that we do take out of the ground that nobody's ever laid eyes on. Our grandkids have never seen a lot of this stuff. It gives them a first-hand opportunity to take a look and hold a bust quarter in their hand or a three-ringer, 50-caliber mini-ball bullet from the Civil War. It gives them the opportunity to see this stuff and hold it in their hands. So... We need to band together to try and curb the problem and cut back on these people that want to violate the law. If you see somebody violating the law like that, you need to report them. That's the bottom line. So I'll close with that. Everybody take care. Have a good day. God bless, and happy hunting.